so perhaps at this time of year, we're sort of getting ready for Christmas to come and the year to be over and for things to start afresh. I think every year we think, well, next year. But this year, more than ever, we are thinking, well, next year. I don't think 2020 is a year that anybody's dying to hang on to any longer than necessary. And yet our Advent period tells us to be patient, to wait. And so here we are waiting and contemplating the good news that Jesus brings to our life. We contemplate, contemplate the hope, the love, the joy, and the peace. And a lot of us are thinking, well, it's been pretty hopeless. And we've seen a whole lot of things that did not look like love going on in our public discourse. And we're struggling to find things that feel real joyful. And we're praying that peace can just hang on a little bit because we're not quite there yet. And so, we struggle this year, I think, more than we do in a lot of years because it's a year that's unprecedented. And hearing words like unprecedented and pandemic, these are words that we just want to sort of shake out of our vocabulary and let them go. We want to get back to something that feels normal. We want to have all of you who are looking at on the screen here in front of me out there in these pews gathered together. So afterwards, we can shake hands and give each other a hug and look at each other's eyes and see each other's smiles and share a cup of coffee and be together and then my joy will be complete. But somehow, that's not the theological message that Jesus is trying to get across to us. we got to dig deeper and find that joy at the hardest of times. John the Baptist is the one who prepares the way for Jesus to come. And then Jesus in the temple opens up that scroll of Isaiah, and he is the one who reads Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes. Jesus reads from the first, the beginning of the 61st chapter of Isaiah and then turns to everyone in the synagogue and says, now the hearing now now the hearing of those words has been complete it has come because i am that 
anointed me. And that's where our joy is. That God loved us so much that God broke into the world, incarnate through Jesus, so that Jesus could stand before all those who were in power and say, this truth happens through me. It's not about who has the most power. It's not about who has the most might. It's about the oppressed and the brokenhearted. Those who are captives and imprisoned, those are the one Jesus comes to look at face to face. There's just one more, um, one more person that received the death penalty in our country this week. And there are numerous more slated before the end of the year. We have had more people executed by the hands of our nation this year than in any other year. Somehow it seems hard to understand how we can have this big surge of people who want to talk about the right to life and yet can turn their backs as people are being executed by our government. It breaks my heart and I don't understand it. If every life matters, then every life matters. And I don't understand the economic argument because we know that it costs more to put somebody to death than it does to imprison them for life. But I would never accept an economic argument to be an argument over somebody's life anyway. And so I struggle so hard right now trying to figure out how we're caring, caring for the captives and the prisoners, how we're caring for the oppressed and the marginalized. In a time when we, who have really everything we need, when we are struggling to find joy, what is going on with people who are pushed to the edges? And yet Jesus says, so you have sorrow now. But I will turn it around and your hearts will rejoice. So we're waiting. That's what we do in Advent. We're waiting. We are waiting for the coming of the fullness of God's kingdom on earth so that we might live into that joy and there might be peace and liberty and justice for all. Jesus says to us, if you ask anything in my Father's name, and I'll give it to you. And he says to us, you haven't asked yet. You haven't asked. We might think we have asked, 
we are truly asking something, if we have truly asked it in God's name through Jesus, we're going to be asking for the right thing. And then it'll come. We've got to all turn so we're all at the same time asking for peace, asking for love, asking for justice. We're all asking that everyone we see, whether they agree with us politically, whether they speak the same language as us, whether they are on the same socioeconomic scale, whether they have the same level of education as we do, whether no matter what the differences are, when we are able to look at that person and say, there is a beloved child of God, and I need to do everything in my power to help them on their way to the fullness of their lives. We all come together and truly support each other on that journey towards fullness and wholeness. Then we will be asking in Jesus' name. And I know, because I told you all the story about how I, as a child, life prayed for a French provincial bedroom set, and every day I'd run into my house and look for it, and it wasn't there. But I knew this scripture, and I knew that if I prayed, it would be granted to me, so I didn't understand why my prayers weren't answered. And it took a long time to know that I had to praise Jesus Christ. I had to pray not for me and my own needs. I had to pray for, for others and what they need. And what we need right now is that joy that is rooted in that foundation that God gives us. That foundation that we were giving, given in Jesus Christ. That foundation of love. To love God with all our whole heart, soul, and mind, and love our neighbor as ourselves. Jesus said it's all tied up in that. That's what it's all about. And when we love that deeply, we're going to care about taking care of each other's needs. Our hearts are going to be more generous. Our viewpoint is going to get a little bit wider so we can see others just and their needs just as we see our own. That is where our joy is. It's not just about happiness and frivolity. It's not just about good times. It is that joy of knowing that we are rooted in Christ Jesus, and that's going to be enough. That's going to be enough so that we too might be anointed to proclaim good news for the poor. That we too might be anointed to be good news for this community. That we too might be anointed to be peace bringers for our nation. That we too might be anointed so that our nation might help build peace in the world. 
for all these things return to Jesus. And that is where our joy is. That is our foundation. And if we are first rooted there, then the work Jesus sets before us will be accomplished. And then Jesus' joy will be complete. Amen.